I put on my best fit, your song got me dancing. I cannot wait to get out the door. We going to the house of the Lord. God through every Come on, let's move. Can you, you move? Give me a reason Can you clap? to see me on my mistakes and wash away my old ways. Now I'm a living. This is a hill song, young and free. We met that guy, he's a friend of Isaac. I love this song, and I'm talking about church this morning. It's good to be part of church, it's good to be back home, but we had a great time out there. Collins, it moves. I open up the word and everything started changing since the beginning. When I was running, I was on your mind despite the life I was living. Now I'm a living testimony. Okay. Thanks, team. Thanks, Ruben. Wasn't that good? Don't you love that rhythm? I love that rhythm. Just to introduce, I'm talking about church this morning, but I'm also, this is. It's so good to be back home, and um, Sally and I are so grateful for having had the chance to go out to Sydney to see her, visit her son Isaac there for three weeks, and uh, we loved coming back, and you've been so interested and in, uh, just encouraging and welcoming, so thank you everybody that's um, brought us regards and asked about Isaac and just talked about the holidays. It's so exciting, one, to have the holiday, and then to come back and share it and talk about it with people that care. It's just delightful, so thank you. Thank you, thank you, thank you for all that. And, I'm, and um, as I say, church family, indulge me. I've got a few holiday snaps this morning. I want to share a little bit more and uh, sort of weave the story of Isaac, who is 25 years old today. Happy birthday to Isaac. And um, yeah, so I'm going to talk a little bit about that and how he ha happens to be there, how he comes to, m m most of, many of you know me, but not all of you, and so I'm sharing our story, and uh, going out to Sydney with Sally, and uh, obviously after the pandemic, we've not seen Isaac for three years, he's been there since he was 18, so six years, we, he's been back a couple of times, but for three years we've not seen him face to face, and it was more than a holiday, it was, it was gosh, God did so much in me just stepping back out of life for a while and having that chance to reflect and uh, just to connect with Isaac and his girlfriend of 18 months now, the lovely, delightful, charming Juliet, uh, was just a joy, just a joy. So we're going to tell a little bit about that story and the context in terms of what I want to believe God wants to share and encourage you to do. We, we sp as church, and we over the four weeks we were away, went to four Hillsong services, I think. And if some of you follow this stuff, Hillsong in the media is getting a lot of criticism. Uh, it's, you know, they are having some difficult times with their founding pastor and all sorts of stuff. And um, some people are writing them off. Some people are canceling their songs. But I want to tell you, my experience of Hillsong is churches that were full of people preaching that was anointed and powerful, worship that was beyond uh, compare, and people, 
people who are full of love, full of the Holy Spirit. And I know the, the future is bright for the people there, for the church there. That uh, Isaac, who's been at the college there for four years, along with thousands of other people from the, around the world, um, has had an incredible experience. Uh, he's been surrounded by love, and he's built up a life of um, following. He's, he's graduated now. He's still going to church. Uh, you can see him there just about, and he is thriving. And Hillsong, I believe, will certainly thrive again. And uh, there, they sh it was a great example to me about church, and I want to, as I say, share about that. And um, so that's what we're going to do today. We're talking about church, talking about our stories, sewing, sewing, showing some holiday snaps, and I hope sharing the testimony that I have about church has impacted me in my life and how I believe it can impact you and how the vision that we have for church and you have for church, I want to uh, just, it, mine was transformed. I've been refreshed and encouraged to see the future church that is so exciting and so bright. So yeah, that's where we're going today. That's okay. And um, before we move on, I've got a clicker somewhere, don't I? New clicker for the slides. <laughs> See how I got on with that. There, there has been a little teaching series I've been doing. I've just mentioned there three things you should decide to love and not list from the TV program. And by loving and not listing, I'm saying to choose to stay, to choose to prioritize, to choose to uh, read, your, uh, to, to invest in your relationship with God this year, to choose to invest, to prioritize, to review, to improve your relationship with the Bible. And finally, this session on the church, to review, to prioritize, to continue to invest in, to love your relationship with God, not necessarily in a way of affection, but a way of decision, a way of action, to, to make this a priority in your lives. I believe these three things will bring incredible blessing into your life and the lives of those around you. So, yeah, here we are. Session three, your relationship with church. But, so here we go, a few slides coming up. So Isaac, uh, Sally and I have been married uh, for nearly 30 years. Isaac, Alana, both born into this church. Hannah, there too, and Sarah. All, all our kids, all our family, our grandchildren, Joni. Uh, so we've been, we've been, we've, all our kids have grown up in this church, Isaac too. And um, at the age of 18, uh, he decided to follow a dream, follow a vision, to go to Hillsong College in Sydney to study uh, and worship uh, music and theology there. And I, we were reflecting, how did that happen? <laughs> Gosh. But here's some photos of his early years to make you think that worship and guitars might have had an impact. He used to come to church every single week since the day he was born, he was dedicated here, and he watched Mark Heath and others leading worship with guitars, and he was, he was right here in the beginning. At home, Sally was listening to uh, Darlene Jack on videos from the early 90s. She would do the ironing. Isaac as a, would sit in his rocking chair being um, consumed and overwhelmed by worship from Hillsong from before even there was CDs. I mean, honestly, that, that was his background. and. Um, Somehow he, uh, I got him at the guitar when he was about 14 for his Christmas, and he's, he's blessed. He's got two very talented uh, brothers-in-law, uh, uh, Dan and George, married to Sarah and Hannah, who um, are incredible musicians, guitarists, and they got him 
learning to play guitar, and then he got lessons, and he embraced it. He started a youth band. Remember the youth band, Synergy Band? He got involved in guitar. And Isaac had never been particularly apart about what his relationship with God was like, what his faith was like, especially as a teenager. He was quite quiet. Uh, But something happened in Bradford where the youth went down over the summer. He was impacted and, 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 and by God and started to love this thing, and he started to love sh- worshiping. And, and, and um, we went to Hillsong College, uh, Hillsong Conference in London. Amazing event, full of power. And there was this session that uh, he just finished school. He was going to go to university to study engineering. Who would do that? Gosh. Um, and we went to Hillsong Conference, and one of the sessions, they were talking about how God names you. You get a new name. God renamed Simon, renamed Peter, the rock. He, re- he renamed Abraham, Abraham, because there was something about the name. And the, the preacher pointed in a few directions, and he pointed towards Isaac. He said, people here are going to be known as an usher of God's presence. And that, that's, we, and we, we shared afterwards, and he was saying, oh, I really believe that was for me, Dad. I believe I'm going to be a, an usherer, usherer of God's presence. And being a dutiful dad, I picked up on his grammar and said, you don't, you, you know, you're not an usherer, Isaac. You're just an usher. That's all you need. It maybe missed the extent and impact of what was going on in that moment. <laughs> so he's an usher of God's presence, and that was amazing. The next two hours included a one-hour session on a seminar on Hillsong College. Um, that made me want to sign up, honestly. It was like fantastic. But Isaac came out 100% clear that he was going to re- turn down his offer for engineering, and he was going to go to Hillsong College. And um, I spoke to him about it the other night and said, why was that? And he didn't really connect the two things, but I was. But he was saying, I just felt that was absolutely clear in my mind. That's what I was going to do. And um, slightly inexplicable, but we sent him off on a plane at 18. Never, he's never been to Edinburgh on his own before then. And I was like, oh, my gosh, what are we doing? And he made it. He survived. And here we are. We've jumped in his life seven years later. We've obviously been in touch for seven years. And... Um, here he is, bless him. Amazingly grown up, and it was amazing to connect with him again. There he is. He's a barista, trained properly. He's working. He's been working for a year uh, uh, since graduating in theology. He's still worshiping, leading worship in the church at Hillsong City Campus. Um, and there he is, and that is the lovely Juliet as well. So his life is thriving. He, we, we went, I went, his first invitation was to his men's group, his Five pals, guys just talking, going through John Eldridge course, discipleship. He's leading them in that. He's, uh, they invited their friends around on Easter Sunday for meals. They'd been apparently through COVID every week. Their flatmates, Luke, great, fantastic flatmates, Luke, um, invited them around to fellowship. And they built a great community of faithful people uh, going strong for God, excited for God, and fire for God, excited about what the lives are going to be. And it's um, a beautiful, it was just a beautiful experience to be part of that. And I'm uh, so proud of Isaac and the life he's managed to build and um, so grateful. Uh, we went up to a place called Noosa for a week with uh, Juliet and uh, Isaac and, and the four of us. And uh, Ju- the 
strapline for Noosa from the tourist board is it's beautiful one day, perfect the next. And it was paradise, honestly, <laughs> like heaven on earth. Beautiful one day, perfect the next. And that's my sort of subtle segue into talk about church. Our experience of church has been amazing, and Isaac's experience of church has been amazing. Um, beautiful one day, perfect the next. How is it for you in church? That's the future of church. I promise you, that is, that is the future of church. It is going to be beautiful one day, perfect the next. It is, it's coming, it's coming, Jesus is coming, because Jesus has a vision for church that uh, I'm going to really try and do this very, very quickly. I've got lots to share, of, and I will share again on this. I'm just so excited about this a new vision, this fresh vision that God's given me for church. And uh, one of the things Jesus talked about uh, about church was with a woman in the well, that there's a time, and the time has come now, when true worshipers will worship in spirit and truth. And uh, Jesus modeled, actually, if you look at it, a life of true worship. He, he lived a life of compassion, of healing the sick, of bringing in injustice, of raising the dead, of preaching the good news about Christ, of, of investing in people, caring for people, feeding people, concerned about the poor. All these things are aspects of true worship, I believe, and Jesus modeled that. And then this next passage is a prayer, one of the last words of Jesus as he went to the cross. This is him praying for the church, for you and for I. My prayer is not for them alone as disciples. I pray also for those who will believe in me through their message. That's you and me. So this is Jesus praying to his Father in heaven that uh, all of them may be one. Father, just as you are in me and I am in you, may you, they also be in us so that the world may believe that you have sent me. I have given them the glory that you gave me, that they may be one, as we are one, I in them and you in me, so that they may be brought to complete unity, that the world will know that you've sent me and have loved them and have, even as you have loved me. The, fu the future for the vision Jesus had for the church is that we would be completely unified. We would be completely um, full of love for one another, those around us, just as Jesus the Father and Jesus the Son and, Je and the Holy Spirit are unified. That is the level of relationship that Jesus saw in the church and that he wants for the world. And remember, this theme that I'm doing, the heart of this theme that God has spoken to me about, so powerfully impacted me with this moment in the life of Jesus as 12 years old. If you remember, I've spoken about this before. Jesus, a 12-year-old, stays in Jerusalem. Parents lose them for three days, come back, Finally find him. Finally find him. Where did they find him? They find him in the temples, speaking and, and learning and understanding. And Jesus said to them, did you not know you had to find, I had to be in my father's house? Did you not know I had to be in my father's house? Luke 2 says, didn't you know I had to be in my Father's house? This whole theme, this whole revelation, if we understand that that revelation 
is the gospel. One view of the gospel. Jesus came that his relationship with the Father, he was offering it to everybody, not just to the Jewish um, people of God, but to everyone, that everybody might know and have a relationship with God as a loving Father. That every single person on earth could know their identity as children of God, and they would know exactly where to find God. And as we think about our relationship with God, I pray that that is the goggles you have on when you come to God, that He is your loving Father. You are His children. As we go forward, the identity that we grow in, as we understand this more and more, as we look to the Bible, and when we read the Bible, I encourage you, put those, put this frame on. Understand that everything in the Bible leads to Jesus, and His mission was to establish that opportunity for every single person because of His sacrifice, because of His life of true worship, he offers that life to you and I, that relationship with God to you and I. And it's just the most beautiful, powerful thing. And that is what church should be. It's an offering, an invitation to know God as Father, to understand your identity as a child of God. It's a beautiful thing. Um, Tim Keller, if you read any Christian literature, you, you may be aware of Tim Keller. He's a pastor preacher from New York City. Uh, he, he's maybe nearing the end of his life. I think he's got cancer now. He's aged. But for 30 years, he's been leading United Reformed Presbyterian Church in the middle of New York City, in the middle of secular America and West. And when he says something, uh, he, it's usually worth listening to. And he talks about church a lot. And one of the things he describes the church as is inexplicably attractive. The church should be inexplicably attractive, and I would love our church to be inexplicably attractive. Uh, his, he, he speaks a whole, a whole sermon on it, but his vision is that just as Moses was attracted to the burning bush in the desert, Moses, miles from anywhere in the desert, miles from his destiny, miles from his home, this burning bush just wouldn't go out. And it, 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 it says in that he saw this, and through the bush, was a, though the bush was on fire, it did not burn up. In Exodus 3, verse 3, it says, So Moses thought, I will go over and see this strange sight why the bush does not burn up. The fire of God, and I believe Jesus' prayer is reflecting that, is the glory of God, the fire of God. If you come to this church recently, you may have seen a few songs. We talk about the fire of God a lot. We sing about the fire coming down. If, if you're not familiar with the context, this is the context. Fire represents the presence of God in the Bible. And we sing about the fire of God coming. It represents the passion, the Holy Spirit, the excitement, the, the presence of God is the fire of God. And uh, that, what is going on, was Moses' track. And Tim Keller encouraged us to think that's what third church should be like. It should be confusing to people. What, what is going on there? 
what is happening? I don't understand what these people are doing and why they like it. And then they should be looking at us and you and going, what, what is, I, you're a Christian, but you're actually quite nice. I don't get that. That's not my understanding of what Christians are all judgmental and harsh. And why did you behave like that? Why, why were you gracious to that person? I don't understand. He was really wrong to you. What, the, it, it sh we should not add up to the culture of this world. We should be different. We should be reflecting the culture of Jesus. People didn't get Jesus. Jesus' mom and dad did not get him. It's like, why are you talking about son, father, father, son, Holy Spirit? Yeah. We should be like, hmm, you're different. I'm interested by who you are. I want to understand more of you. And, and we, that's the attractiveness that I believe can come when we get filled with the Holy Spirit. Interestingly and powerfully, when church started on the day of Pentecost, the Holy Spirit comes and suddenly a sound like the blowing of a violent wind came from heaven and filled the whole house where they were sitting. And they saw what seemed to be tongues of fire that separated and came to rest on each of them. All of them were filled with the Holy Spirit and began to speak in other tongues as the Spirit enabled them. What is going on with church? Now, there were staying in Jerusalem, God-fearing Jews from every nation under heaven. When they heard the sound, a crowd came together in bewilderment because each one heard the language, their own language being spoken. Utterly amazed. They asked, aren't all those who are speaking Galileans? How is it that each of us hears them in our own native language? And they thought they were drunk. Wouldn't you love to be a church like that? When people just, you're so excited and fun and relaxed and uninhibited, they think, you must be drunk, what's going on? But at the heart of it is integrity, is grace, is justice, is hope, is transformation, is real life. That, that behind this, what's going on, there's real stuff going on, life-giving hope, the glory of God is what the church is going to reflect. He's giving us his glory, and we're going to reflect it. He pours out his Holy Spirit upon us. And isn't that just so, so exciting? I want to be an inexplicably attractive church, and um, just going to leave that sort of thought with you. Um, but I want to just put a few more slides here, sorry, um, and ask you, what's, what is your vision of church? Because church, for many, does not have a good reputation. For me, obviously preaching to converted here to an extent, but many, the reputation of the church is not great. It's like, well, not going there. I've found it so frustrating that people are, do not want, my work colleagues, my friends, not in the slightest bit interested in coming to church because their impression of it is so negative, so poor. And um, I want to change that. I really want to change that because, uh, you know, the life that God has given Sally and I, we, I met Sally in church, by the way, this church, the Vine Church. God gave me the revelation of that Jesus got that, oh, I think I'm going to ask God to be my father. I'm going to identify myself by his name. I'm going to call myself a Christian and I'm going to go to church. At the age of 20, that's what I did. A few years later, Sally's at the same church. We come together, and there's Alana, there's Hannah. 
There's Isaac. Met Julia in, in church, by the way. Church is family. Church is life. Church, everything that I have. My whole family. I can look back on that moment when I decided to believe that God was my father, I was his son, and I'm going to go and live in his place. And that's my invitation to you today. Come and live in his place. Come and live as his son, his daughter. Come and live as God the Father. It is beautiful one day. It's perfect the next. That's the glory. That's where it's going. That's what's coming. That's what's going to happen. And just these photos there, Juliet, you want to get the glory of God in your back. You want to carry the glory of God around with you wherever you are because whatever our church becomes, it's going to become what you become. We don't go to church, really. If we understand what church is, we don't go just to church. We come together together, and something magical happens when we do. Something magical happens when two or three are gathered because he is with us. But this is just a gathering. Church is you and me going out. Everywhere we go, we, do, we don't go to church. We become the church. You become the church. You are the church. What I become is what this future church will look like. If I'm filled with the glory and the Holy Spirit and the hope of God, this church will be too. If Aaron is, if Lindsay is, if you are, that's what church becomes. Church becomes what, what you become. Isn't that exciting? Isn't that exciting? We want, oh, we want to fix this, we want to do this. And many who haven't come here yet but are here now have been hurt by church, have been disappointed by church, have been rejected by church, have, been, have lost people to, to, because of things that have happened in church. And oh, Father, forgive us. Forgive us. We've not understood that we were meant to be completely unified. We we've misunderstood that we're just your children. You're a father. Oh, Lord, and everybody is invited. All the nations were there, amazed. Let's make our church amazing. Let's get the band back up and finish with some worship and praise because we can offer a sacrifice of praise. Jesus uh, is uh, wanting us to praise and worship, and uh, we love worship. I love worship. Hillsong, great here. Hillsong songs connected. Joyce and Alistair in some way. But worship is powerful. Singing, declaration isn't the extent of worship. Worship is your life. Worship is your sacrifice. Worship is your service. Worship is your compassion. Worship is your, your everything. But when we come together, when two or three are gathered, we want to rejoice because that brings somehow the glory of God down. So let's take this moment to rejoice and ask the Holy Spirit to come again. And even in this moment, as we stand together, maybe I'm believing and I'm trusting that those of you, and there are many who have been hurt through church, by church, by Christians, it's, it's, it's disastrous how we can do it, but we do. We continue to do it. I've done it. Forgive me, Lord. Forgive me, Lord, for misunderstanding. And may your healing come. May your God give you forgiveness so that you can forgive the church. May God give you a fresh revelation of what church is and what it could be like, what it wants to be, and that you can become the church that you dream of, the church that you need, the church that you want, the church of love, the church of hope, the church of faith, the church of families, the church of um, 
the kingdom of God coming on earth. What's your vision of church? It's not good enough. It's not broad enough. It's not great enough. It's not strong enough. What are we singing, Lens? Stir a passion. Let's stand together. Holy Spirit, I just want to pray. Come, Holy Spirit, right now. Start to minister, start to encourage, start to refresh, start to help that revelation. Revelation life is possible in, only in church. A revelation of the Holy Spirit that we are your children. Revival life is possible here. Restoration life is possible here. Church is where, not where it happens, but church is the outcome of that happening in you. Hallelujah. Let's worship together. Let's worship together. The Holy Spirit is coming. I'm feeling it. I pray you're feeling the Holy Spirit too. Come on. I love you, Lord. We praise you, Jesus. We lift your name on high. We declare you king. We declare Jesus. Thank you. I say thank you for my family. Thank you for joining us together. Thank you for Isaac, our whole family, our girls. Thank you for what you've done in our lives, for our marriages. Thank you for my family here. Thank you for all that uh, we have around the world, that people were joined to across the nations. Thank you for the church that you are building on earth that will fill this land, that will fill the earth, that the glory of God will fill this earth. That's the promise and it's through the church. It's nowhere else. It's a church coming on earth, heaven on earth. Beautiful one day, perfect the next. And we're called to be ushers of God's presence wherever we go, wherever we go. Take the presence of God with us. Take the hope of God with us. We've reflect the the, the 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 father's love in Jesus name amen